Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. Now this week I have been having lots of conversations over the past actually couple of weeks around kind of end of school transitions, how much our kids are struggling and let's be honest how much in some cases we are as the adults as well. It's been a, a tough year academically within schools. Kids have been in and out. It feels like yo-yos in some places. Um, although I have to say we were very lucky. My son didn't have to isolate at any point. But I think it's been a really tough year. And if your child is due to transition, say, from primary to secondary this year, they won't have had necessarily all of the transition stuff they normally would have had. But also they won't have had all the leavers stuff that year six may normally have had at the end of the year. So they're not necessarily getting that kind of normal goodbye. And Joe, you know, that's exactly the same for children who are leaving school at the end of their GCSEs or the end of A-levels. They're not getting the proms they thought they were going to get. They're not getting those big kind of end of school celebrations that normally happen in the same way. And we need to be really aware of how that's something they were kind of expecting and that can drive a lot of different emotions and for some children the way we have the goodbye the way we end things is so so important it's important for all children but for some children even more so and I know uh, my son actually broke up a couple of weeks ago and his end of term was a bit different it was a bit kind of there wasn't really anything to mark the end of term and as he said it's really strange mum term's kind of ended but I haven't really registered it's ended And I think that's possibly true for lots of us. We've got big emotions going on. There's, you know, all the change that comes with changing from one school year to another. We've got all of that anxiety. Then we've got going into summer holidays, which for some children is anxiety inducing in itself, being on school holidays. We've got the anxiety for parents thinking, how the heck am I going to keep my child occupied for six weeks? And all of those worries. And then we've got the kind of the not ending properly. And I think it's... um, really tricky time of year for so many people, um, children and adults. So I wanted to share some ideas to help hopefully reduce some of the some of the trickiness that you might be feeling at the moment. Firstly, I'm aware from conversations with parents and just how I'm feeling and conversations with teaching colleagues and, and, you know, everybody in the school environment, just how tired so many people are. Absolutely exhausted. And we really need to take that into account when we're thinking about how we're looking after ourselves, how we're responding, the time things might be taking, all of that stuff. We're living in a world that's constantly changing. It's quite uncertain. And so many of us are just exhausted. So really be aware of that. And if needs be, you know, try if you can do to reduce the amount you're doing or think about getting even an extra five minutes sleep. Uh, making sure you're eating healthily, all of those things that can just help keep us going a little bit longer. Or if you're like me, drink another Diet Coke, get some more caffeine inside you because it does help, (laughs) however bad it might be. And obviously there are other drinks around that have caffeine in them. But let's think about school and how can we work with school. It's nearly the end of term, or it may be the end of term if you're in Scotland and you're on holidays already. But if you've got a few weeks left, If your school haven't told you who the teacher is going to be for your child next year, speak to them, find out when they're going to know. Some schools will already know and it'll be out. Some schools won't because there's so much happening within the school. They're still trying to work out everything for September. So give the school a little bit of breathing space, but do ask them, find out what's going on. 
and you know and and talk to them about why you need that piece of information once you know who the teacher is it can be a really good idea to write a kind of one side of you know who is my child what do they need support wise what do they struggle with what do they like what do they respond with what triggers them those kind of things so that the teacher has got that for when they start and if you can write it with your child even better because then they're involved in what their teacher knows about them but I think that can be really helpful. And if you can get it to the teacher for the end of this term, that can inform any planning they're doing for the beginning of next term. The other thing is, if you have a TA, if you can know who it is, fantastic. I know from my time working in schools, sometimes, you know, things can change with TAs very last minute. And sometimes you don't know who's going to be in there and you allocate it right at the last minute. But if you can find it out, great. Take photos of the key teachers who are in your child's life now and who will be in there in September. You might be able to get them from the school's website or you might be able to take them maybe in the playground or something with their permission, obviously, don't just take random photos of them. But then you've got them for your child to be looking at over the summer and just making sure they stay connected so that if they worry that they might forget who they look like or anything like that, they've got that if they want to look at it over the summer holidays. And for some children, that can reduce the anxiety. For some children, they absolutely do not want to be looking at their head teacher in the school holidays or their classroom teacher, and that's absolutely fine as well. It really is about what would work for the child. Another idea um, that we've used a few times that I know has worked really well for some children is writing postcards. And um, we've been doing I've been suggesting this for a few years now, and some parents are using it every year very successfully to help their child. So you put your name, address and stamp on some postcards, give them to the teacher, ask the teacher to write them and post them back at intervals during the summer holiday. Now, what you could do is ask the teacher to write them and give them back to you so you post them to yourself in the summer holiday so the teacher doesn't have to worry about it. Either way, the child is getting a postcard from their teacher that's just connecting. You know, I'm thinking about you. I hope you're having a good summer holiday. I'm really looking forward to uh, learning the Egyptians next term or whatever it is. And I think that just shows that presence. It's raising the teacher's presence in the child's mind and creating that connection, which is hugely powerful. The other thing to be doing is talking to our children about how they're feeling right now. So often we can assume we know how they're feeling and we might not get it right. They might be really sad at leaving their current school or really fearful about going to the new school or not sure that they're going to get on with their teacher next year or that they're going to miss their mates because the classes have all been changed around for next year. Whatever it is, if we talk to them and understand that at least we know we're on the same page, if we make assumptions and think we know what the matter is, we might get it wrong. And if we start involving them, even from a young age and talking about feelings, talking about how it felt to change schools, you know, I I know that um, I... You know, it was an anxious time and you worry about friendships and all of those things. Talk to them, empathise with them, talk about the different feelings and how, you know, it's going to be OK, but actually it's really scary and it can feel like that. And it's OK to be worried. It's OK to be sad uh, to miss your friends. It's OK to be pleased to be leaving the school. It's OK to be worried. It's, you know, whatever emotion it is they're experiencing, it's absolutely OK. But let's just make sure we keep those communication doors open so that they are feeling comfortable enough to tell us really how they are feeling 
And we can do that not just between now and the end of term, but over the summer as well, particularly in the run up. And remember that our structure changes. So for some children, actually, the school holidays is brilliant because they don't have the stress of school and that really relaxes them and it's phenomenal. For other children, not having the the structure of school is, is quite scary. So you might need to put a different level of structure in place depending on what works for you. We always have um, the, the summer holiday kind of schedule up on the side of the fridge, just on bits of A4 paper that I draw out, um, nothing, nothing posh. Um, and I just pop down there what we're doing each day so that my son can see what we're doing. And I think that works really well. Some children need that structure. If you are changing in the holidays and maybe bedtimes are getting later and getting up is getting later and mealtimes all getting a bit, you know, all over the place, as they often do, or certainly do in my house, then don't leave it till two days before you go back to school to suddenly put them back in their normal routine. It could take a week or two to gradually bring them back down to a school time routine because we all know how hard it is to go back in September. You know, even if you've had two weeks holiday, you've lived in flip-flops and shorts for the summer holidays maybe or your two weeks holiday and you go back and it's that kind of back to school feeling when you've suddenly got to put on proper shoes and a shirt and tie or a proper skirt it feels weird if you've then suddenly got to go from waking up at noon to going to bed at I don't know 9 30 the first night you're not going to want to do that because you may not be tired enough so we've got to build it in slowly and help us kind of get back to that um school time time zone particularly for teenagers who've maybe become nocturnal uh, or near enough nocturnal over that time so take some time and plan it and in the holidays as in between now and the end of term plan in some downtime it's very easy to think we need to plan every minute of every day i've got to keep the kids busy i've got to keep the kids busy otherwise we won't cope we won't cope i don't keep them busy i've got to keep them busy absolutely but busy could be you know watching tv for an hour or or, you know having a movie afternoon with popcorn and stuff on the sofa it doesn't need to be necessarily out doing things you know your child or children you know what works best spread it out but make sure you've all got some time to do what they want to do and that might be screens that might be trampolining in the garden you know whatever it is but build in downtime for all of you and help them have some control over some of what they're doing in the school holidays and that mix. And I think when we think about going at it from a place of connection, of a place of we can get through this, it'll be okay. We can move from a thought of surviving the summer holidays to thriving in the summer holidays. And that as much as anything comes from our thought processes, our approach, as it does from you know, the plans and things that we put in place. I know how easy it can be to go into the school holidays kind of dreading it and wondering how on earth you're going to get through it. Uh, My son's actually got nine and a half weeks school holidays. We're in week two at the moment and it's not going too bad, but it's a little bit me thinking, oh, crikey, come September, I'm going to be a little bit, you know, exhausted. Um, And where you know I'm planning in that time to make sure I get time away to just completely go Whew, okay and I don't mean that a horrible way I love my son to bits um but you know he is thankfully a teenager now I'm not sure thankfully a teenager but he is a teenager now so he can occupy himself for a bit so I can get a little bit of leeway um but we have to do what's right and I know when he was younger we were together 24 7 it is exhausting by the time you get to the end of the summer holidays 
So by putting some of this transition work in place to think about the schools, it hopefully helps to reduce some of the holiday anxiety that can crop up. And then by putting in place things around the holiday transition and back into school, again, we can reduce some of that anxiety, both from ourselves and from our children. And of course, this year we have to remember that it is a very different year and lots of us are running on less full tanks than we might normally have. Um, And the summer term is always a long one. So keep the self-care up, keep looking after yourself, do self-care in a way that works for you and your family right now in whatever that looks like. So those are today's tips, just to kind of reiterate them. Talk to school if you don't already know the teacher and put a plan in place and put together a one side of kind of, you know, who am I from a child's perspective so that the teacher knows that child and gets the information they need. Ask the teacher to write some postcards and either get them back uh, so that you can post them yourself or ask the teacher to post them over the holidays. See if you can go in on the inset day in September um, and just remind yourself of the school and where it is or your child remind themselves of school and where it is. Talk about how they are feeling and really think about emotions and empathising with them and understanding it. Have some form of structure over the summer holidays, whatever works for you in a way that works for you and your family. And make sure you build in some downtime so you've all got time to kind of top up your tank in a slightly different way. So that is this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. I hope you have found it useful and got some ideas and thoughts. If nothing else, hopefully it sparked ideas that will work for your child because we all know that there is no such thing as one size fits all. Um, So hopefully you can take things away from this and either do it as I suggested it or kind of adapt it to meet your child's needs and hopefully help you thrive instead of survive over the next six to eight weeks. That is all for this week's episode. I will be in the free Facebook group if you want to come and join us, um, Connected Parenting Using MVR, and I'm around to help and support you. I look forward to seeing you all in next week's episode. Bye for now.